If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. What we've been seeing over the last 10 years or so as, as methods in psychology and psychology and science are improving, we're starting to see more and more of these uh, null results coming through where we weren't seeing any relationships between um, sort of violent video gameplay and aggression. And so we thought it was a good opportunity at this juncture to revisit the meta-analysis um, between these, these two things. Hey guys, it's Jason here from Pixelsift. Do violent video games cause violent behaviour? It's a debate we've all heard before that's been running for over 30 years. Studies done in that time have claimed to provide in one way or another the answer to the question, but new research from Dr. Aaron Drummond and his team at New Zealand's Massey University was conducted a little differently. Poring over 28 past studies that collectively involved over 21,000 participants, Dr. Drummond conducted a meta-analysis that turned up some surprising results. Mitch spoke to him about what he found and why his research offers a new and different perspective on the debate. So what we did is we undertook a, a meta-analytics study, which is where we pulled the results of a number of other studies, in this case 28 other studies, um, with 21,000 participants across those studies to try and get an estimate of um, how big the effect is between um, you know, exposure to violent video game content and aggressive behaviour. Um, and what we find with our analysis is that we see a, an incredibly small relationship between um, violent video game content and aggression. But more importantly, we also coded for study quality and we find that in the highest quality studies, the effect is so small that it is indistinguishable from zero uh, or from no effect at all. What, is it, what do those results mean for you and your, and your greater work? So I think the results for me um, kind of should be taken as a, an opportunity to reflect on the idea that parents can probably be a little bit more relaxed about the idea of violent content in, in video games. Um, I think it reflects what we see in the world around us as well. I mean, there's um, a pretty consistent pattern of results here that we know that as um, you know, exposure to, to violent video game content and violent media content of all sorts is kind of going up over time. We know that uh, actually, you know, youth violence and violence in society tends to be actually declining over time. It, it's not always the case that it feels that way when we look at the news, but it is actually the case that violence is reducing in most uh, sort of developed nations. So in terms of your meta-analysis, you did look at other studies. When, when looking at other studies, how do, you, how do you kind of gauge their value and their, and their kind of contribution to, to the research? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we went in and we started by weighting all the studies equally, but then we did this quality analysis. And the quality analysis is really about the methods that were employed in those studies, particularly pertaining to um, how people measured aggression 
and how people measured violent content in video games. So you can imagine that when people do these kind of studies, there's lots of ways you might choose to measure aggression. There's lots of ways you might choose to measure violent content. So if we start with violent content, for example, you know, you might just ask people on a scale of one to five, you know, how violent are the games you play? And that's going to have a lot of subjectivity in it. It's going to depend on the individual you're asking. They're not necessarily going to use that scale in the same way. Or you might actually ask them to report to you what the, um, you know, the Australian Classification Board rating is of that um, game on, you know, MA, R18+, whether it contains violence or not. And obviously, that's a much more objective rating. And so we gave higher um, sort of quality ratings to those studies that use that kind of a rating system for the violent content. Um, and the same sort of thing applies to the, the aggressive behavior. We can sort of ask people in more subjective ways, or we can use what we call clinically validated scales um, that are standardized and that are much more uh, well established to be associated with aggressive behaviors. And again, we tended to give those studies that had um, sort of more clinically validated scale use in them, higher quality ratings. Um, your report mentions that um, longer longitudinal periods are associated with smaller effect sizes, not larger. Uh, in simpler terms, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so one of the things that if violent video games were producing changes in aggression, one of the things you should expect to see is that maybe over time these effects might accumulate. Um, and this would be particularly important for small effects in the idea that if you have just a very small change in aggression but it accumulates every time a person gets exposed to video games, then that you would expect to see that the effect size would grow the longer time period you're studying. We see the opposite. We actually see something quite surprising here, which is that actually the longer a study was running for, the longer the period of time between initial um, baseline recording and, and um, the final outcome measures, the smaller the change in aggression scores that we actually observed. And so this gives us even more um, reason to believe that it's, it's not actually that violent video games are producing this. People seem to actually be to some extent habituating to the effects of violent video games over time. And uh, what kind of experiment do you think you could run to get a definitive answer that we could possibly maybe get a more unified like agreement over? I'm not sure uh, how, how we're going to get a unified agreement. I think there's, some, there's obviously for very good reason people who, who feel really strongly on this issue. And I mean, I think it's actually probably a good thing that people feel strongly on this issue to a certain extent. I think it's an important question to ask. Um, and so I think it's, it's always a good thing to keep the lines of debate open on the issue of you know, whether or not violent content might be influencing our behaviour. Um, so in terms of you know, putting a, a nail in the coffin, I'm not sure that we'll, we'll ever fully do that. But I think we're getting closer. So um, in, in terms of kind of research design, we now see more and more experimental studies, which are kind of the gold standard in causality, showing that violent video games don't seem to be causing short-term changes in aggression. We're now seeing that long-term longitudinal studies don't seem to, be, seem to be causing changes in aggression. Only one study that we examined was actually a long-term uh, longitudinal experimental study where we randomly assign people to play violent games or not over time and then um, examine changes over long periods of time. It would be great to see more of those kind of long-term longitudinal experiments to see um, if we can get at the long-term causal effects of, of violent video games and aggression. Throughout history, different forms, mediums of media have been blamed for their negative effects on the youth or the population, for example, books, TV, uh, movies, and now video games. Um, did you have a look at any of those studies as well, or did you consider them? 
Um, no, we, we didn't consider them in this study, but of course, those things certainly do add to the framing of um, some of the things that we're concerned about with the ways that video games are talked about. And it's certainly the case that we see patterns of moral panic over time. And you're not wrong at all in the sense that, you know, when the printing press was released, uh, there was there was outrage that people would be potentially becoming addicted to reading books, for example, which of course, as time goes on, people sort of die out of, of those kind of concerns. And those concerns tend to die down over time. Um, so it's kind of a pattern of behavior that as, as new technology comes into society, um, we want to kind of understand that technology, its place in the world, and understand whether it's going to cause uh, problems for, for future generations. And it's probably right that we, we do ask those questions. That's part of what science is about. Um, but I also think that, you know, once you start to observe evidence that they're not causing these long-term changes, we have to take that uh, quite seriously as well. So what kind of effects, if any, do violent video games have on children, have you found? So that's a really interesting question to ask. Um, I think, unfortunately, we don't know enough about uh, video games more generally in the sense that I think that the, the field has become unduly fascinated with this potential for violent video games um, and the associations with, with negative kind of aggressive behaviors. But there's a lot of other things that are going on in video games. So there's a few studies out there, not as many, that look at whether or not games can foster cooperation among people. And we certainly see that with certain kinds of cooperation, uh, cooperative video games, that can actually foster community and cooperation. But we don't know enough about that. We don't know enough about... Um, you know, sort of what kinds of people play video games and why they choose to. We see some really um, interesting effects that for people who enjoy playing video games, their stress levels tend to come down while they're playing video games. And I think that's kind of been seen around the world with lockdown um, recently with lots of people kind of turning to video games to, to relax. Um, but there's, there's just a lot more work that needs to be done in this area. That was Mitchell Lowe speaking to Dr. Aaron Drummond, who is a senior lecturer at Massey University in New Zealand and the lead author of the study. If you like this episode, why not check out the written article on our website? You can find this along with many more articles, videos and podcasts at pixelsift.com.au. The music in this podcast was Beyond the Clouds by Harrison Heller. I'm Jason, and until next time, have fun. Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade and every level in the game is a handmade physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled.